You are listening to the Manos Accelerator podcast in partnership with Google Launchpad. We interview rockstar entrepreneurs who share their exact formulas for success in customer acquisition, growth hacking, fundraising, or scaling a company. And I'm your host, Juan Felipe Campos. Okay, Manos Nation, remember, for every episode, there's a giveaway of digital goods or resources from our partners that other people would normally pay for. To enter the giveaway, subscribe to the Manos podcast on iTunes now, and then message the word Manos to m.me forward slash Manos Accelerator. Again, that's Manos to the website m.me forward slash Manos Accelerator to prove it. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Manos Accelerator Podcast. This is the Stacking Growth Special. Today, I am with... Terry Briggs. From... From Serial Entrepreneur. <laughs> I love it. Serial Entrepreneur World. What are you working on right now? Oh, man, a couple different things, man. Uh, well, one of the companies. Let's give uh, us some context. Partio, which is a really great company, which, okay. is, which pretty much what we're looking to do is deliver a whole entire party to your door in two hours or less. You could deliver food, entertainment, um, and decor um, all in one all in one shot. So we're trying to revolutionize the way people you know, host and book parties. I love it. And Terry's going to be sharing with us today uh, one specific tactical, uh, you know, kind of word of advice or tip or trick Absolutely. that you can use in your own startups in Latin America, in the US to take your business to the next level. And Terry, what would that be for you? What's something that you've learned is like your truth that will take you to the next level? Absolutely. I would say it was like true and authentic to my individual story, okay. especially with you, t- you talking about growth hacking. And it was right. growth hacking before I even knew what <laughs> growth hacking was. And just like the Latino market mm. entrepreneurs, like you said, mm. who, you know, less than what you said, 2% get funded. Yep. Same thing with the African-American community. Yep. It's the same type of way. So one of the things that I did, man, is I knew that because of I didn't have a background, you know, I wasn't a typical founder. I knew I had to be not only as good as, right. but even better. Yes. Yep. So one thing I would say for every entrepreneur out there is look at what everybody else in your industry is doing. One, do the exact opposite. <laughs> Find things that work, of course. But I like what the Airbnb founders like. What they say is, you know, do things that don't scale. Two, so finding things, you know, like mixing and just, you know, great tech entrepreneurial stuff, but just hard, like core grit, being strategic, doing stuff that, you know, maybe you don't hear Gary Vee talk about or something right. on social media. Like, what can you do that's authentic to you? What are you good at? What are you great at? And figure out a way just to kind of make it happen. So what I did with my very first startup, which we sold last year, I called Quick Recruit. Wow. One of the things that we did, what I did was I knew it was this industry, which it was the direct sales industry. And like network marketing and those type of guys. Okay. And I had some experience in that industry. I knew some people who were like really, really heavy being successful there. But at that time, the industry was totally outdated with software. And they didn't have any mobile marketing software okay. for the field sales rep. So what I did, I was like, oh man, I had an aha moment. So I went to a company, they're a $100 million company. And I went to them and said, hey, if I build X... Would you distribute this in your network of a million, I'm uh, sorry, yeah, million sales, sales reps? reps. Mm-hmm. Would you distribute it? They said, yes, yes. Like you, you weren't even charging them. It's just, if I build it, will if you distribute it? If I build it? X, I had an idea. I didn't even have okay. a product, bro. Okay. I didn't even have wire. <laughs> I love that. You sold it before you even built I, it. I sold it. Yeah, it. yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And we got an MOU. I took that MOU, went to investors, and we got like 100 grand just off the MOU. No product, no design, no UI, no landing page, no anything. 
you know, and we end up raising like a half a million dollars and we sold the company for a couple million dollars. You know what I mean? But but totally like growth hacked it. Right. right, You know what I mean? So I would say like, don't get caught up in like the startup box where think that you have to be in this certain type of frame. Right. So use like, use your head, be strategic, do things that maybe don't make sense to what everybody else is saying. And man, just get on the phone. Like sometimes it's just like standard, like sales tech. Man, I love that. Just get on the damn, can I curse on here? Like (laughs) like, like get on the damn phone (laughs) and just make it happen. And then that's what I knew. I didn't know the startup world. I didn't know the entrepreneur world. I mean, the startup world, tech world, but I knew business. Right, right. And I knew just, hey, just get on the phone and see see what they say. Yep. And that's what happened. And we get too fancy, man. Like that's yeah. something that I really like about the Colombian way of doing entrepreneurship because okay. a lot of it kind of comes out of necessity. Yeah. So like if you're gonna like stand in the corner and start selling uh, lollipops or ice cream or whatever, you're not getting fancy with like, oh, how do I scale this? How do I get 15 of these? You're literally just putting in the hours and just doing the thing that nobody wants to do, which is selling. Yes. And what happens in the US, we do the selling last. We start with the spreadsheets, with the pitch deck, then we build out a product and then we spend all of our time between pitch decks and product. Pitch deck product, pitch deck product. And then how is that even entrepreneurship? Like you're not even selling anything. You're not making a penny. And you can bleed out like out of your finances and your savings for like a year or two years before you realize like, oh, it doesn't make money. And then, oh, entrepreneurship is so hard. Well, it wouldn't have been if you just started by selling and making money. Absolutely. And I would say another thing too, like even with that venture, because I I use that company as an example, like when I consult clients and stuff like that, is a lot of people tell you what to do but not many people tell you what not to do, mm. right? Which is more important Which is because more you, important. you still only have 24 hours. So why exactly. have a laundry list of 100 things to do instead of a list of, you know, like don't do anything else, only do these two things. Exactly. One Which is the, what great mentors do. They take out to-dos instead of adding more absolutely, to-dos. Absolutely, man. Yeah. You know, one of the things I would say too that's really cool, like I think for people to do is like actually when you're building your product, one of the things that we did, um, and I, this was before, again, I wasn't didn't come from the tech world, so I didn't start up, Reese, I didn't have any of that. Mm. You know, so it was just someone that was in Virginia, you know, just learning, man. So we got this money, we built this product, and I just knew I had all the answers, man. I knew they needed this and they needed this because, <laughs> you know, I was a sales guy. I knew they yeah. needed these. Dude, we built the product. <laughs> man, we put the product out, the first version, we put it out to the company. <laughs> And because I was a founder and, you know, a team was small, they sent me to go to their corporate office and do the trainings. One of the leaders said, Terry, we love the product, but the people here in these type of organizations, they're not like true salespeople. They're more like marketers. Some of them are like uncles, moms, you know, they, they're not the traditional salesperson. So okay. even though it was great, they said, Terry, if you just would have did one, two, and three really good, we still would have paid nine ninety five a month, so it was too much. So even if it wasn't like it was just way too much. So it's like they they couldn't use a, a sales force, yeah. Because in in the direct sales world, network marketing world, that's just way too much. These are just everyday people who were just looking just to quickly market, pitch their product real quick, and intake like some contact information, some type of way, and mm-hmm. kind of create a campaign. So that's one. Of, so we had to go back and reverse engineer a whole app. Okay. So what I tell people is like you may have the. the dopest, greatest idea you think, like really get out there and test it. Really make sure that your customer wants it. Don't be so married to your product and idea that you're scared or that you don't go out there and say, hey, you know, would you really do this? Like sometimes, the, and those are the basics. Sometimes we forget right. that. Yeah. Before yeah. we go in and you spend a whole lot of money, a lot of energy and being married to how you build your product, man, just go out there and see what they pay but they pay for whatever you build. Don't yep. do too much and just build it and grow. Man, I think it's a really great book. I wish I would have had that then. Is I think it's called Sprint. Okay. 
You heard of the the sprint book? No. It's really great. No. It's it's about how to like go from idea to like prototype tested it in like a week. Oh, okay. Which is super dope, super yeah. amazing because some a lot of people we take a long time, like right. thirty days. We're in design for like three weeks, and then we're in development, and then we want to wait till we do V one before we test it before we get market fit. Yep. You can actually do that before you even go to design. Yep. So that I recommend that book, man, just to kind of make like. Do you know who wrote it? Do you remember who wrote it? I don't. I can't remember. But if you just look up the Sprint, Sprint book, it's like the book, blue book. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think some people from Google something that has something to do with it. I can't. Okay, I don't okay. remember. But you know, those are the type of advice I like to give. It's just like the the, the core stuff, not even like the whole fancy yeah. high level startup stuff, but just the <laughs> core stuff, mm-hmm. man. That it makes you sound better as an entrepreneur. I think that's what we miss. That's what we're missing in the, in the especially in the tech world. It's just man, just the basic. Entrepreneurial skills, yeah. of course, you know, and then this the smart techie stuff that we learn and the formulas and all that stuff. It's it should cool. work in service of in service. It actually being a, a company that makes money, a- not the first thing that happens. And now the money works in service of this tech thing that you already built working. Absolutely. So it's like, oh, I need my business people to make sure that the thing I coded makes money. Like, no, it's you need your tech people to work in service of this business Absolutely. and this audience that already wants to buy something. Absolutely. Make sure it makes sense. And I think it kind of helps too when you go into investors. And another thing I would just say, I don't know how much time we've, we've been going, but I would also so say- have like five minutes. Five minutes. I would say to be comfortable with, uh, with applications like Marvel, um, not InDesign, what's the other uh, prototyping tool I forgot, but I know we've been using Marvel a lot. And then Marvel integrates with another really cool tool that allows you to, well, people you send it out, it allows you to like videotape them. I don't know if you oh, know yeah. the, the app. So I, I recommend that as well to do stuff like okay. that and kind of test it out to make sure you got like all the usability testing and everything because it's cheaper to like change your app in design than it is when you're encoding. You know what I mean? Right. So it's okay. just better to like test your app out during that time, send it out to as many people as possible, let your investors see what's coming down the pike, let everyday people see what you're, you know, you know, what you're building, get that feedback early and then understand your business. Well, understand the app early because your app is not really your business. That's just your distribution channel. Right, right. right? So, but it's still a Allows you to help understand your business, but find out like, and, and then when you test it, and, test it from not only one type of person, not only one type of user. Like, don't go to like, if you have five people testing it, don't let it be like the same, like, um, like user profile. You know what I mean? Like find like different people on different levels. So that'll give you like a true, you know, true, like 360 degree view on how people would actually use it. So I mean, we can do this all day, but this is just that. really yeah. good. No, it's so good. I even love that quote. Like your app is not, say it one more time, your app is not your business. Your app is your what? Your, it's your distribution channel. Your distribution channel. Right. I love that. You know, uh, so, so many times I, I talk to entrepreneurs, whether they're going through Minos Accelerator, my experience with uh, the Plug and Play Accelerator, the Go Silicon Valley Accelerator, they think that their business is, well, okay, we're the, the Uber of pillows or whatever. And that is the business. And all they do is spend all of their time coding out the new features. And it's like, mm. guys, your business, you have a database of pillows and you have a database of people interested in renting out the pillows or buying the pillows. Right. That's it. Like your app is just facilitating that, but your business should be able to work with without the app. Exactly. It should be a spreadsheet. It could be like snail mail, like the business itself. What you're disrupting is it, you're going to make it faster with an app. You're going to make it more convenient with an app, but you're not an app company. Right. That's like the last thing you do. It yeah. should work in service of, it should help you scale something that already works. Yeah. I love that quote, man. Um, okay, so one, one more tactical thing you can share with us. If you were to go really like, uh, follow these three steps, these five steps that you've seen work really well to growth hack or scale any of your startups, what would that be for you? 
Oh man, going back to what I was saying, like, don't be afraid to try things that other people aren't doing in your space. So, it, and it, this is the thing. I think business, like, I'm a little older. I've been in business for a long time. One of the things okay. I find out is that most of the success that I've had sometimes are not things that things are, I can't even plan for, but I was prepared for, right? So what I mean by that is just like, just doing the basic, man, like entrepreneurial stuff, like go back to just like core business stuff. Sometimes the growth hacking is just like, how, how do I connect with my customer? Like, because like, if you're connecting with your customers better than the other people are, to me, that's a really great growth hack because it's like a lot of companies, especially tech companies, we hide behind the tech and we miss the human connection. Right, right. So if you can, growth hack anything in your organization in your company growth hack the culture where you're really like touching your people and go beyond just the technology like if you can do that because this is another thing i learned too of somebody's product another a person's product can be better than yours a company's a company can be better than yours but if your marketing and the way you connect with people is better then you can outmarket them and you'll do better every single time okay if you can outmarket them if you can out connect out connect them with your your users your well users, your customers. Okay. You know, and I think that's the other thing that we get stuck on. Users, users. Like these are real customers. These are real right. people. Right. So getting outside of the box from the technology standpoint and get out there and like touch your people, do offline stuff, you know, like really get out there. Really get out there in the pavement, man. Like I come from the, the background of like music industry back in the day and we had like real <laughs> grassroots like street teams. To me, I think those are like more relevant now than ever before. Like just to really get out there and touch people, I think that's like, for me, that's the greatest growth hack, man. It's like real car code word of, word of mouth. I think people want that now. Right. You even look at what Mark Zuckerberg right. is doing with Facebook. Like he, he's trying to bring it back to like real people, like human connection and people. Right. Like that makes sense. Like don't be, just don't be a pathfinder. Like be a trailblazer. Like find out what, find out again what everybody else is doing, which is great. But like look for stuff that's totally opposite. Right. Even find stuff that people are, are winning in other industries. Yep. And find unique things that they're doing there and apply it to see how can I take what guys, they're doing this is in such the restaurant good stuff. industry. Like how you know what I mean? Like what what can I take from the the, the airline industry and look at and while you're trying to look at some cool marketing shit that they're doing. Right. Like, oh man, that's cool. How can we integrate that in our tech company? Yeah. So it's thinking out of the box. And Too many people are trying to be copycats of just like other people in the exact same industry. It's the same tactics. And then you're concerned that it doesn't work for you. Well, yeah, it's oversaturated. It's oversaturated. the same stuff. It's a, Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think the, the thing is, man, like, because like, of course, we know I love the world of influencers, but we're just so looking for, what is this influencer saying? What are they saying? What I'm going to do with they? And it's, sometimes it's not about what somebody else is doing. It's, it, what, does your be, what does your business uniquely need? What does your consumers uniquely need? Find out from them. Why are you trying to find out from all what the, all the influencers are doing right, when you have right. customers? And you never know what they are getting out of it too. They might like sell you on a tool or on a tactic just Absolutely. because they're an affiliate for it. Absolutely. So, so just don't put that kind of stress on them that they're going to be the measure of success for your company. Absolutely. The only people I can actually guarantee that for you are your customers because they're, the they're the ones giving you the money anyways. Absolutely. So why don't you tailor all of your behavior to them? Something else that you said that is making is really resonating with me and something I said at the talk yesterday. Okay. Um, too many people identify their startup as if it was part of them or it's like their baby. Mm. And something that I'm really watching, even the way that you talk about your startups, it's a vehicle, it's a thing that's next to you. And you see it more like a like the guy that like tweaks his cars on the weekends that like changes the wheels, changes the paint, changes that it's something that's changing all the time. And you have you don't have any ego 
tied up, up on it yeah. to the extent that you're going to not make a change because you think the startup has to validate you. Right. You, but you, you have your ego and your identity tied to it to the extent that you're still working super hard. Right. So it's like this funny balance of like, I care about it to the, to the extent that I'll work 100 hours a, a week on it, but I don't care about it to the extent that I think that if someone uh, has like a better idea or if I come up with something better, that I won't pivot. Absolutely. Oh, I'll pivot and I'll change it because it's not me and it's yeah. not my baby. Yeah. It works for me. I don't work for my startup. Love and it. it needs to change everything that it can to make sure that it's making money for my standard of living where I'm trying to go. And if it gets to a point that I can flip it, then I'm going to flip it. Absolutely. But it's not me. And too many people are making the mistake of they come up with an idea and they only want to listen to people and ideas and tests that just kind of validate and just keep patting them on the back. Yes, right. it was exactly what you thought from day one. It was right. exactly what you thought from day one. And uh, and something, even watching uh, your companies and what you're doing with Party on Demand, it's pivoted like 20 times because I love that. It's like some people might see that as a bad thing. You're making it work for you. Yeah. And no, I just love that. Like really want to congratulate you on that uh, that habit that I don't think I've ever been as intentional in phrasing it as I am now. Like even watching awesome. your behaviors, that's, that's really, really good. There you have it. Terry, <laughs> what's the best way to uh, stay in touch with you, get a hold of you on social media? Uh, LinkedIn. 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 And be intentional. Okay. I know the interview's over, but be intentional. <laughs> yeah. Be intentional in your business. Be intentional connecting with your customers. And as the CEO... Develop yourself. Always be on that journey of personal development for yourself. I think one of the greatest things, aside from the business side, but individually, like as CEOs, mm -hmm. is to always to build resilience. A lot of times we get so focused on building a business, we stop building ourselves. So you have to build okay. yourself as a founder, as a CEO, as a business person. Pick up a book, read. Don't just read tech books, read you books. Right. How can I be a better person? How can I be a better leader? How can I listen better to my team? Because it's all about leading, like through listening. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of people, they forget that. Like, how do I, think about it, man. Like, I can get all the information in the world about the next strategy and the next tip. But if I'm not solid as a person, right. if I'm not developed, if, not, if I'm not strong, if not- You if won't be I'm ready not, for it. You won't You're be just going to be exposed. It. The moment that these big opportunities come, the, money, the, 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 the moment money gets dumped into your lap, if you weren't ready for it, it's, you're, you're going to be exposed. Exactly. People will be able to see that, no, you, you can't actually get up at six in the morning like the Y Combinator guys. And sure, you can get the Y Combinator, you can get accepted by the programs, you can get the funding, and all it's going to do is expose the fact that you haven't been practicing excellence for years. Right. It's like getting up one day and thinking you can be a professional athlete. Sorry. Right. <laughs> These people have been doing it since they were six years old. Absolutely. Improving their whole life to it. It's the same for entrepreneurship. It's a game of excellence in the long run. Yes. Good stuff, man. Well, I appreciate you having me on, man. This is this is great. Totally unexpected. <laughs> just walk in like, hey, hey. It's all, all great, man. But yeah, just be be prepared, man. I, I'm, I'm a big fan of like, you know, di just different motivational speakers and stuff. I think that's helped me. And a, a speaker that I follow for some years, his name is Les Brown. He yeah. says, it's better to be prepared for an opportunity that you don't have than to have an opportunity and don't be prepared. I love that. So I would say as a founder, as CEOs, as young entrepreneurs, starting man, just always be prepared. Always be ready. Um, always have your pitch deck ready and don't only have your pitch deck like know your shit man right. like don't just get up there and talk about it know your stuff like really know your stuff yeah. in and out you know don't be afraid to challenge yourself that's just going to make you better you know go to go to the different workshops anywhere you can go to network you know just little stuff man like I, I've been in a room with CEOs who just don't know how to interact with people mm -hmm. like great idea guys but they don't know how to move they don't know how 
just just man, just basic business stuff, man, right. of how to interact and knowing when to talk and when not to talk. I mean, come on. This is just basic business stuff. I think a lot of it's people business in our generation, stuff is people stuff. It's just is what you're saying. It's stuff. a people stuff. It's yeah. A, don't forget, like people invest in you first. Like if like think a lot of a lot of investors, which I am an investor too, like mm-hmm. I like to connect with the person if I believe in them, if I not only their passion, but if I see they had their shit together, the tech right. is good, the business is good, they're great people, they can connect and have these different things and they're teachable. That's people who I want to rock with. You yep. know, so don't be afraid, man. Just develop yourself, be the best version of yourself possible. Never stop learning. You know, I believe if you want to be a lifelong learner, be a life, be a lifelong earner, be a lifelong learner. Okay. You know, so yeah, yeah, let me yeah, say yeah. that again. If you want to be a lifelong earner, make a commitment to be a lifelong learner, right? Because it's all about self-development, right? Always. So the more, the more you can develop yourself, the more you can learn, the more your income, you can yep, make more money, yep, make yep. more opportunities. Right. So never stop learning. Never stop being the best version of yourself. So I know it's not as technical as probably some of the other interviews, but these are the things that have helped me in the years with different ventures that I've had. And- it, it, it's the real deal because we're yeah. fixing it at the Band-Aid level. And I see so many entrepreneurs that come to these conferences or, or go to the accelerators and they want to know the tactical growth hack that it's like, what's the 20-minute activity that I can do that can take my idea and make it work. It's like, guys, you're, you're not there yet. Like, right. let me look at your company. Look, let me look at your entrepreneurs. Let me look at your CEOs. Guys, you're just not ready. Yeah. It's, there's nothing to expand. There's nothing to expose. It's like pouring, you got to think of like growth hacks and all of these opportunities, money, investors, all of it. It's pouring gasoline on something that's already working. Absolutely. People try to see it as the match. It's not. That's it, man. That's it. That's good stuff. And just remember, man, like people have been like growing businesses and selling companies before, you know, apps were around, you know, before like tech really took off. I mean, there's tons of other companies who are hundred million dollar, billion dollar companies and they don't have like real hardcore like tech involved. These are all type of, so I say that to say that there's real business shit that's being done, you know, internally. So again, like we said earlier, don't Mm -hmm. stop focusing on just those core business things, you know, learn like sales, you know, and if you're not a great sales guy, find somebody who's great at sales. You know, don't be egotistical. I see that a lot of times and with founders too. You know, I think you kind of alluded to it just a little bit. Don't be egotistical in your business. You know, if you just don't have the answer, like don't be afraid to say, I don't have the answer. Right. You know what I'm saying? I think one of the great, the coolest things with this particular venture uh, with Willie G at at Party on Demand, which is soon to be Partio, one of the things I like, you know, we're part of an accelerator in Santa Monica. Okay. And one of the things I think is really cool, even though I've had my own business success, being a part of that accelerator, I'm still open when we have our design and we have our meeting and you know our uh, you know accelerator uh, VC guy would say, "Oh Terry, this is great. Okay, let's maybe take this step out." I'm like, "Oh, okay, okay, cool." So we thought we may have had again, you know, the answers, but to have somebody else to come back in and say, "Okay, yeah, this is great, but let's take this out. Let's not take the users down this rabbit hole. Let's cut this. Let's do this here." Like to me, that's invaluable. Right. So like having a team who will challenge you, people who are not just yes people, like people who will really challenge you to make sure your product is great, you know, make sure you're really connecting with your customers. And I thought that was really cool for us where the VC guy, he told us, he said, look, go out there and talk to your customers. I thought that was so great. You know, mm-hmm. these are things that we know, but it's good to hear that from a VC person. He was a senior VP at uh, AT&T um, a product for a couple of years. He's at eBay. Right. So these guys know their stuff. So, you know, you have to listen to those guys. So don't be afraid to listen. They're not even telling you n- no to some of your, ha- like you think if you're going to talk to a, a big mentor that they're going to tell you, don't do this, don't do that in terms of like things that you think work well. And it's like, it's a, it's a lot of ego tied into it because you don't, right. nobody wants to sit there and hear like, you're doing this wrong, you're doing that wrong. Like a lot of the times too, it's them saying, you're doing this right, just right. double down on that. Yeah. So like, you know, talking to your customers and you may have just known it innately. Now have Elon Musk tell you, 
it's literally that. Right. Like all the other stuff is garbage. It's it's that. Yeah. And the bigger and bigger the people that tell you like it is that, the more you can be like, okay, doubling down on that. Absolutely. I- ignoring everything else. It is that. And I was doing it kind of because I felt it by gut, but also mm. I wasn't as confident in it and I was getting distracted with other activities. So talking mm. to mentors can help you actually double down on things that you were doing right. Right. Just because they pointed out that is the right thing. Absolutely. And I would say this lastly too. I'm a talker. <laughs> I love business. Because I love business and I love to help people. <laughs> And even in that comment, just to come back on that, because I don't want anybody to take that and say, okay, you know, just, especially when you're dealing with a a lot of young entrepreneurs, they'll listen to this podcast. Again, like we said earlier, people listen to influencers and they'll just do whatever somebody says, right? Mm. And just like, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is don't still just be open, be a sponge to listen. However, sometimes when we do deal with our investors, it's so important as an entrepreneur still to know your product and your customers better than your investor. Because just because they say you should do this, you should do that, if you come back and say, that's a good point, but the research right. shows this. Yeah. And then then if, if the data is there, then they'll sit back like, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. they're happy to get the pushback. If they you have happy, a reason to, if you, have if, you a reason. Don't, if you're doing it out of ego, they're not happy with right. that. If you have a reason, then, oh, okay, great. Yeah. I'll make and, the decision and know with your, you. And know your shit because if they're like, remember, they're your investor and they're your mentor, but they're not there to build your company for you. Right. So like they'll tell you, okay, you should do this. And then you're like, okay, 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 I'll do that. Like, no, like just don't do that all the time. Like still stay in your ground if it's something that's really based off data. You can say, okay, we found this out about our customers that, okay, there's X amount of birthday parties a day and they do spend this way. And we know that the average, the average spend is this based, based off this collective data, this information. So when you show that and you present it, they're like, oh, okay, 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 then move on to the next. <laughs> but the thing is being confident in what, in what you know. So if you're not confident in your product or confident, then they're going to, yeah, they're going to give you information and try to guide you because you look like you're you don't really know your shit, right? You know, so just be confident, man. So it's just man, we can do this all day, <laughs> yeah. You know, so <laughs> okay, Manos Nation, do not forget your chance to win digital goods and resources on every episode right here on the podcast. It's very simple. You just subscribe to the show on iTunes, and once you've done that, message the word Manos to m.me forward slash Manos Accelerator. Subscribe on iTunes and then message Manos to the website m.me forward slash Manos Accelerator. See you on the next one. There you have it. Terry is involved in several startups, just sold a business for multiple seven figures, has grown multiple businesses. Thank you so much for sharing all of this insight and being here with us today. Glad to be here, man. I think you guys are rock stars, man. Appreciate it. Thank you, man.